Welcome to Come Alive, the Living Spiritfully Guide to Thriving, where we explore the 12 permaculture principles as accessible ways to living a joyful life. We're your hosts. I'm Catherine Stilo. And I'm Paul Galoro. And today we're exploring design principle number 12, creatively use and respond to change. Well, here we are. Episode 12. Catherine, first of all, can we just celebrate for a moment <laughs> dance party dance party <laughs> oh my goodness i know blown I, away I, right first of all it i feel like we blinked and here we are at episode 12 yeah but then at the same time i feel like we've been on such a journey in this time like so w- much with our listeners but yeah. also like just you and i as individuals and as you know soul buddies. So um, I just, before we get into it, I know I talked, we talked about this a little bit on episode 11. This is a continuation. I love you. And I'm so honored to be on this journey with you. And I cannot wait to see where today's um, episode brings us. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for taking my hand and walking this path with me. Oh my God. Thanks for reaching your hand out so I can take it. Yeah. This has been Oh, and, and, oh, anyway, let's, (laughs) let's, let's get into this. I'm so excited. And before we get into principle 12, let's do our homework check-in from our last episode, which was number 11, use the edges and value the margins. So how did, how did we do? We had a couple, uh, homework exercises. Uh, we had creative use of a small corner of yard or space um, where we could plant or we could create a, an altar or meditation space. And we also had lean into our edges, trying something new. How'd we do? Well, um, so in terms of getting creative with space, you've been guiding me through that with my, my um, garden this whole time, sort of behind the scenes. So um, in terms of that, I didn't really explore because everything's pretty much set. But leaning into something new, um, I'm working with a friend, um, Claudia Miko in Hawaii. She's training me virtually. And the reason why I reached out to Claudia is because, you know, I've worked with many trainers, all wonderful you know, ones that focus on uh, corrective exercises and ones that focus on, you know, just bodybuilding or whatever. But what I, the reason why I reached out to Claudia is because she does all of that and she's very much into bioenergetics and also um, just bringing the whole mind body thing together. She's been teaching fitness classes and, and personal training and doing all that stuff since like, leotards and 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 actually that's one of the reasons why i went to her because i was like i basically want to do an 80s aerobics class for our sessions and she's like done but she throws in bioenergetics and so what bioenergetics is it actually looks at the the energy of our bodies as we move and one of the things and this is like totally warping my mind because the way I grew up in the fitness industry is we hold everything locked and tight. So if you're picking up a weight, you got to brace yourself. You got to, you know, activate the pelvic floor, you know, do all that stuff that you're basically tight and like cemented into a shape. And then you do the movement. But with Claudia, what we do, she's like, we've been focusing on our first couple of sessions on literally while moving the movement of my ankle joint. And so as I'm like, you know, doing a row, for example, a bent over row, I would normally like fix everything and then move just the arms and the shoulder blades. And she's like, no, you know, let it naturally flow. And what's interesting is we hold a lot of, we don't always think about this, but we hold a lot of energy in our joints, in our hips, in our shoulders, but we often don't think about the little joints like the ankles and the fingers and the toes. And so it's just been so wild for me to do this because not not only in my hour session with her and we meet twice a week so not only in the two hours that I'm with her each week am I thinking about these small little things but I'm also thinking about it the way I hold myself the way I move when I'm standing in line at the grocery store when I'm outside gardening when I'm talking to a friend like just how 
I hold my body and how the energy flows through those little tiny spaces. Um, and it's just been, I would even say energetically has changed within me because there's no more of that stagnant energy. Or if it's stagnant, at least I'm aware of it, that I can move it in a certain way. So that is how I've been leaning into my edges. Although it's not something new, it's a new angle that I'm coming from. And it's like, wow. I am so excited to learn that. <laughs> and I, 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 I definitely want uh, her contact info. And so I think maybe the listeners, maybe we pique their interest as well. And so we can include links in the show's notes for absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But tell me about you. Cause I, my sense is you've got something exciting to share. <laughs> okay. So um, I can't remember which episode you said I did something a little bit different with it. Like I took it in, into a little bit of a different place. So I, I played with space and this was creatively using space and, and the space being um, peripheral vision. Um, yeah, so, so um, I, I had, uh, I'll, I'll talk about the experience and then I'll explain where I learned this. Uh, I was working in, in a patch of our garden and when I was focused on what I was doing, all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I saw a little bit of movement and I was like, Oh, and I was like, oh, and it was, it's a, it was a snake and it was, but it was, un, I couldn't see the whole thing and it was underneath. And I was looking at the patterning and I was like, Ooh, that looks, that looks a bit like, like rattlesnake patterning. And I know those are rare around here. Um, you know, some of them are, I, I don't know if they're um, endangered anymore, but there it's, it's rare. So it's, it probably was not, it was probably one of the other snakes that mimics the, the rattlesnakes pattern and, and movements to, to, um, as a, as a mechanism to, to protect itself. But it was, it was all, it was under, so I could only see like a patch of it anyway. So I was like, Ooh, and then I was finished what I was doing, but I'm telling you the next time that I went back there, did I ever widen out my, my use of space and my peripheral vision? So, cause I was on the, like, I need to see what's moving in my peripheral vision. Cause I had this thing in my head that this snake wow. is there. And even if it wasn't what it was, I didn't want to step on it. Um, right. or, or, you know, harm it in any way by, by not being mindful about where I was uh, moving. And this idea, um, I learned from uh, the Kamana Naturalist program, which is a, a home study program developed by John Young. And in it, he's got a technique called owl eyes. And it's about calling into use our peripheral vision, which is a, a critical sense for survival and for interesting observation. So, so he advises to just soften, to soften the gaze. Um, and I've, I've noticed just from how we live that, that there's this laser focus because we stare at computers, we stare right. on social media. So by, by softening, and, and I describe it as kind of dropping back into ourselves and the eyes soften and the vision widens and it's like wide angle vision, then there's so much that we can take in. And so that to me is using the, the edges and the margins mm. of our space, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, first of all, I'm still having a nervous system response to the snake. <laughs> but everything that you said, oh my gosh, light bulb moments all over the place, because that's something that um, I do in soul coaching, right, is, is getting people to be aware of everything within their body and their space, not just physical, but energetic, emotional, and it is that periphery there's so much information there that if we are in this laser like focus not just with you know computer screens but just goals and relationships and you know single like one direction softening into that and then uh, bringing it all including it all makes a completely different experience that's wow amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so much information in the edges and the margins. Yeah. I love that, yeah. that, um, phrase so yeah. much information. Yeah. Absolutely. Available. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's get into today's principle, creatively use and respond to change. And, uh, let's hear the story for today. Okay. Our, our illustrative story for today is a Sufi tale. 
And this tale tells of a stream wandering across the country, experiencing little difficulty in finding new places to go around rocks and to go through the mountains. And it came upon a desert and the stream tried to cross this desert in the same way that it had the other obstacles that came into its path, but it didn't work. When it ran into the sand, its water just disappeared. Stream had no identity. It tried many times, but it continued to fail. And the stream asked, oh, could this be the end? Is there no way for me to continue? And a voice came from the wind and said, if you stay the way you are, you cannot cross the sands. You will remain a quagmire. To go further, you must lose yourself to find yourself again. And the stream said, but if I lose myself, I will never know what I'm supposed to be. And the voice responded, on the contrary, if you lose yourself, you will become more than you ever dreamed you could be. So the stream decided to surrender to the sun and it evaporated into the heavens to form clouds. The clouds were carried across the great desert. Then the stream poured from the clouds as cleansing rain upon the earths and formed a new stream and continued its journey. I love that story. Oh my goodness. Okay. I need a moment, but also let's start talking about um, what does it mean to creatively use and respond to change? So creatively use and respond to change from a permaculture perspective. So this this one, as, as we always do, is the, um, the meshing of what it means in the garden and what it means in life are very tough to separate because this is, we're in those, um, principles that are that are really all encompassing creatively use and respond to change means to understand the impermanence of all things that that we are continuous change our systems are dynamic change is inevitable we've got changing seasons we've got changing climate things will change over time especially as we're interacting with them so we learn to creatively harness the energy of change. Mm. And something that I just thought of, even when we change something within the system, it'll change the system completely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you change one thing, it changes everything is a, a favorite expression of a, a my dear anatomy trainer. <laughs> you know, you change one thing, it changes everything. Mm. Okay, yeah. so what does this principle look like in action? Ah, yeah. So I like to think of a butterfly. Mm. And we think of how that butterfly starts its life. It starts as a caterpillar. And then at some point, there's a change, a metamorphosis that happens as it goes into the cocoon and then emerges as this beautiful creature. After challenge, after working its way out of that cocoon, and when we and we can't interfere with that, it's got to be this natural process that happens, and then this beautiful free flying creature emerges, and and so it's a great that image is a great reminder for us to view change as uplifting, mm -hmm. rather than something threatening. So yes, there is a. I guess we call it the death of the caterpillar in that it doesn't remain a caterpillar. And yet it's not a death as, as we think of sometimes death as an end, it's a beginning. It's the beginning of this butterfly emerging from, from this chrysalis, this, this cocoon and, mm -hmm. and going out into the world. So it's changing our view of, um, of, of this dynamic system, changing our view of change. Mm -hmm. And and in our lives, so that's that's the symbolic way to remind ourselves of, of looking at change as beautiful rather than trying to resist things. Um, for us, it can be as, as simple in action as watching the weather. And we, oftentimes we have it here, per, personal experiences that we've planned to do you know, some work outside work. And all of a sudden, whether it was forecasted or not, the weather has shifted and it's, it's pouring rain and it's like, okay, well, 
you know, what, do we resist that rain? And, mm. <laughs> you know, so we can make a choice, we can gear up and say, well, we're going to do what we could, you know, we were going to do anyway, gear up and do it. Or we say, okay, well, we have to change the plan. And today is the inside jobs that we were, we have on the list too. Um, and just shift our schedule so that it's another day we're outside. Yeah. Right. Huh. And, and it, it, Totally makes sense. And I can see a lot of parallels that many of us have experienced. Well, I think I would say all of us have experienced in the last 18 months. So yeah, yeah. interesting. Another example of this principle in action in our lives, we have a kitchen garden that is a little bit farther away from the house and it's surrounded by trees. When the trees were young, there was a lot of sun back there as the trees grew that garden became a bit more shaded so it's looking at that change that's happening and say okay well what things are okay growing in the shade and and changing that the kitchen garden is there and we said well let's move the kitchen garden to a place that is like full sun and closer to the house. And so we made some raised beds and in making those raised beds, we were like, well, animals are going to come along and they're going to eat that. So we've got to cover them. And so it's, it's, it's working like this with whatever's happening, whatever's changing, just looking at it and saying, okay, well, where, where do we go now with this? How do we interact with this? Mm -hmm. All right. So watch the weather patterns, make changes, like be ready to pivot when needed. Yeah. It, it's, I love this principle. It yeah. makes sense. What inspired action can we take right now? Okay. So I love, I love a quotation that I heard that vision is not seeing things as they are, but as they will be. So the inspired action, yeah, the inspired action is, is envisioning possibilities and adapting and adjusting. And I love what you said, pivoting in, in ways that are going to dance with these ever-changing dynamics. And we have, we have uh, something in permaculture that that we talk about ecological succession. So this is how things change over time in a system. So first the pioneer plants come in and, and some of those are brambles, the raspberries, and they come in and then, and then they do their thing. And then after that, it turns into you know, like this beautiful meadow and then it fills in. And then as the soil starts building up, and, and getting rich, then new things fall. And that's where the, the fruit bushes and the trees can start to grow. And then the system becomes a forest and then the trees fall and they, they land and die and decompose. And then, and it, and it's not, it's not an end because those trees become the food for the soil and the microorganisms in the soil. And it just, the system just keeps going. And as we can see, it's not a static thing. It's ever changing. So it's always, it's, it's knowing that, that things are dynamic and that we are dynamic and that when we step in to systems, nothing, nothing is ever the same. We're not the same person. We're not even the same person second to second. Mm -hmm. our, our cells are all changing and turning over. And that, and that system is, is also in its cycle of of change. So the moment is always fresh. And we talk about the power of now, and it's this moment, this moment holds the potential and the possibility if we open ourselves to, to dance with that potential and possibility. Mm. And that makes me think of your own work reflection on um, the peripheral vision and how to use those edges and value the margins then bringing in with the, the, the change, being open to all of that around. It just is oh, mind-blowing, heart-opening, grounding all at the same time. I love this. Let's loop yeah. it back to the story. So looping it back to the story, we've got this stream that's unstoppable. It's working its way around rocks and obstacles. And then it came to this desert and it was not certain how it would adapt to this change that it that it came upon and 
and the wind told it. And I mean, we can say, you know, wind is spirit. It's this, the symbol for spirit. You must lose yourself to find yourself again. If you lose yourself, you will become more than you ever dreamed you could be. So it's about letting go of these limiting beliefs, these boxes that we put ourselves in, surrendering to this dynamic life and the stream allowed itself to, to be evaporated by the sun and to become a cloud and to travel across the desert and to be purifying rains on the other side. So, so it's, it's allowing life to unfold and letting go of resistance. Mm. And this is why I love this story. And you're actually bringing me to tears. I feel like it's the last day of school today. You know mm. what I mean? Like, like we've gone through some lessons and now we're, we're, you know, ready for summer break to enjoy, but there's also that point of reflection and this story. And the reason why I'm so in love with it is because I feel like it is a reflection of my life for the last three years. Um, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It reminds me of the line from that song by Semisonic called Closing Time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Yeah. I know Fun fact, sidebar, that was the closing song of Melrose Place, the series finale. I'll never forget it. It was Heather Locklear, and I can't remember his name, but Jack Wagner walking off into the sun after they faked their death. <laughs> Complete sidebar. Yeah. And, and this principle, creatively use and respond to change, it's the cyclical link that takes us back to observe and interact because now we're at that stage that we, we observe and interact again. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Speaking of cyclical. Oh my God. That's amazing. Okay. So let's come down from this little dance break that we just had with Semisonic. And when we come back, we'll talk about how we can use this principle to thrive. Hey Thrivers. We are here with Maureen Hagen, Global Fitness Ambassador and COO of CanFit Pro. Welcome, Mo. It is so amazing to have you here. It's an honor and a joy. Thank you, Catherine. Great to be with both of you. It's my honor. Mo, we're just so happy that you're here. We're talking about how to creatively use and respond to change. And uh, as I mentioned to you early when we got on this call, I've known you for a decade and a half of my life. We've worked together in Good Life, CanFit Pro, just in the fitness industry in general. And if there's anyone that I know can creatively use and respond to change, it is you. And we've seen this happen in the last 18 months, especially with CanFit Pro itself going from a major events in person company to now having to go to doing everything online. Um, so how'd you do it, Mo? <laughs> well, there are days I ask myself that too, to be quite honest. Uh, really, it's understanding that you just need to understand and trust in the process of change. But I mean, it really, it really is all about how you show up and who you surround yourself with and understanding the foundation of what change really means. But to be quite honest, the last 18 months has been the biggest lesson in my entire professional career, which is 40 years next year, uh, you know, when, when the going gets tough, the tough get going, you know, change is a, really, it's a metamorphosis. It's just like life. What I love is the fact that when you embrace it and you walk the path and you keep heading forward, even if you don't know what the heck you're doing, you just trust in change and understand what part of that you can and cannot control, then anything is possible. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to have the courage to just persevere 
but most importantly, be surrounded by incredible people, including yourselves, because we're all in it together and we all go through it together and we all rise as a result of supporting each other, lifting each other up, holding each other up on the days we need holding up. And you know what? Standing up for ourselves and using our strengths. Mm -hmm. So for myself, you know, you could talk about many of those, but I think I'm demonstrating one right now is I love to talk, share, <laughs> teach, and educate. And that's what we love about you, Mo. So Mo, there's a lot of exciting things happening um, this month with Campfit Pro Global Conference and Trade Show all happening online, August 13th and 14th, 2021. We have in our show's notes all ways that people can uh, register for this event. Tell us a little bit about this event and what can we expect this year? And I know, especially with the women who influence, this is huge. Um, and this is something that you've created and are sharing with the entire planet. So tell us all about it. Well, thank you. I'll speak about the global event first. It, it kicks off with uh, the keynote on Friday, following the first session. And of course, we start the day with a meditation by one of our new sponsors, Rose Buddha. And... And what a great way to ground yourself and to awaken to the moments that will reveal themselves and that you will be able to step into as a delegate. And the keynote on the Friday morning is different than our keynotes in the past. It really is education about the future of fitness. And it is with the fitness futurist, Ian Moulin. And it's all about, I can't believe I'm saying this, technology <laughs> and what technology is doing, whether we know it or not, to shape the experiences that we will have both in the bricks and mortar of the clubs and studios, as well as online and virtually. And that's where a lot of the industry has, you know, um, navigated to. And women who influence, it's a perfect uh, subject matter for our talk today because it's all about leadership and the culture of change leadership. And change is both a principle or a culture. It is really about what we're talking about today, how we respond as leaders to change and to everything that's around us and how we show up. And at the root of change leadership, the culture of being a leader is the self-care piece. And I know that taps in beautifully with the work that both of you do because today's leadership has changed dramatically because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Leaders of yesterday will not be thriving tomorrow and in our future unless they've taken care of themselves so that they can show up as the strong, resilient, authentic, knowing themselves so they can help lift others up and support others in their journey and in their rise. So we will be talking about the change principles and it is actually represented by the acronym CHANGE, which you'll find out about when you come to Women Who Influence and that takes place on Thursday, August the 12th. That is amazing. So uh, for listeners, we have all of this information in our show's notes for how you can register for this amazing event, how you can register for Women Who Influence. And Mo, we, Mo, we also have all of your contact information in there as well. So how people can find you on the socials, your website, etc. So from the entirety of our beings, thank you so much for being here. Thank you and congratulations on an amazing season one. Welcome back to Come Alive, the Living Spiritfully Guide to Thriving. We're discussing permaculture principle number 12, creatively use and respond to change. Now, okay, Catherine, first of all, listeners, buckle up because I'm pretty sure we're about to jump into a rocket ship. <laughs> so Catherine, let's talk about how does creatively use and respond to change look in our lives? How can we use this principle to thrive? Oh, wow. There's so many places that we can take this and, and uh, yeah, this is so rich. So kind of one of the first things that, that come to mind is that, that recognizing that life is dynamic, that we are dynamic beings. And 
we both love Ayurveda, mm. the sister science of yoga, the, the life wisdom and honoring these beautiful cycles of change that, that are ever present. And we see the cycles in daily rhythms. We see the cycles in lunar cycles. We see the cycles in seasons. So it's being mindful of shifting energies. And, and I think, I think of kind of marrying two of our, our principles and using and valuing diversity and uh, creatively use and respond to change the changing seasons, just being mm. open to eating what's available to eating seasonally, because those are the things that are going to harmonize the energies in, you know, in the spring, the greens to clean out the body, the, in the summer, the melons and the berries to, to cool and to bring that vibrant color in the fall, the root vegetables, the grounding, the warming spices. So that's, that's one thing that immediately comes to mind that is, that is uh, e kind of easy to wrap our heads around in creatively use and respond to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really for, and this has been a focus for me over the last, you know, many years, but this idea of having a diet that is flexible like that, right. That, that, that ebbs and flows. Cause I know, you know, we, we have it in our mind, you know, the, the, the Canada's food guide, or we have, um, you know, eat your, like eat, healthy things all the time. And so, you know, salad, salad is like the healthiest thing people think. And it's like the, the idea of eating a, a, a salad in the winter of crunchy and cold, it just doesn't do it. And I know even it doesn't do it for my body, but I know even some people just naturally feel drawn to like stews and soups and stuff in the winter time because it gives us that warmth inside. Um, so yeah, really honoring that. And again, I also noticed too, you know, somebody had, had asked me a question the other day um, because it's been quite rainy. And they said to me, are you a person that is affected by the weather? And I, I would say yes. And I also know how to navigate that, right? Like for example, today we're recording this. It's a, it's a rainy day. It's been rainy for the last little while. Um, after you and I are finished here, I've got three clients back to back. It's a new moon, so and, and I know personally new moons, my energies are quite low to begin with, but this is the day that I could have everything fit into place. So I know for myself how to navigate the change in the weather and be able to be present and still thrive, right? As opposed to just like shutting everything down and canceling the day. It's like, okay, no, I know I'm going to show up lower energy. I'm not going to show up any less. I'm not going to give a less experience than I normally would, but I'm going to show up as best I can with what I've got in the moment to be able to, um, to still be all that I need to be in the moment, you know, and I don't have to be on and I don't have to be all of this stuff that will then deplete me. I'm able to respond to the cycle and, and, and what's happening now. And then when I said, I'm like, I just know how to navigate. I, I listen to my needs. They're like, I don't get that. So I'm, um, yeah, but here yeah. we are. Yeah. Yeah. We, we change one and, and we're all, we're all unique and we change mm -hmm. and one size does not fit all in, in diets, in, in ways of being in movement and in, in sense, in music and vibration and one size doesn't fit one all the time. I was just thinking about when you said that in another episode and then you said it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So it's, so it's tuning into these and, and letting go of beliefs that we, that we have mm. that, that could limit our ability to, to interact and, and respond to change. If we believe that salads are healthy and we must eat a salad, well, yeah, they are. If it lines up with your constitution, if it line, lines up with the energies that are at play, that salad may be the last thing that someone needs if they're in that, that vata, um, you know, the, the, in the, in the headiness, that's going to take you into that lighter way of being that 
maybe better to have something that's warmer than that green salad. So it's, so it's not boxing ourselves into um, hard and fast rules of things. It's, it's taking in information and then testing it. It's like, I think of it as like trying things on, Mm -hmm. Oh, does this fit? Mm, It's a little snug under, you know, under the arms. Like I think, no, let me try something else. Oh, this feels better. So yeah. 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 You know what, uh, this is sort of has been, uh, trying to get, it's, it's been in my, the forefront of my mind and now I'm just going to say it. It really makes me think of, um, this idea of creatively use and respond to change. I am not the same person that I was 10 minutes ago. I am not the same person that I was 18 months ago. I'm not the same person that I like have ever been, you know what I mean? But it makes me think that, you know, if you look at the timeline that you're supposed to follow, and I'm using air quotes here, you from universe from sorry high school, you go to post secondary, whether it's college or university, and after that, you then step into a career that you need to be in for the rest of your life until you die. And I think back to myself. So 20 years ago, well, just under 20 years ago, when I graduated college. I, since then, have worked for the federal government. Well, I worked in in radio and television. Then I worked for the federal government. Then I worked in fitness. And I worked for all these different companies and doing all these different things. Then I got more into wellness. And then I had my own business. And then I had my yoga studio. Like I've done all of these things that were in response to what was just coming from my heart. And also, as I reflect now, I'm tap dancing my way to 40. I've talked about this. I'm, I've got four weeks to go. And, um, and I'm, I'm very reflective. And I'm thinking back in the last 20 years of my life, how those things that I've done have also been like ways to prepare me for what's to come. And I can, and I'm at a place now where I can sort of feel what's happening. But it's just this idea that we're, we have to, like, if we get into a relationship, we have to stay with this person forevermore. Or if we, you know, we get this job, we got to be in this job forevermore. It's like, and when we try to fit into that mold, oh, I know for me anyway, being a very Vata, expressive, creative, constantly moving kind of um, being, it's so, it's really challenging. But as I'm reflecting back to my, thank you. First of all, thank you for everyone listening and me going on this rant. But now I'm thinking even about, as I was talking about my work with Claudia Miko and looking at those, having those, that, that little bit of movement when I'm doing something that requires rigidity um, in an exercise, let's say, even that, because then I got so rigid in my form that it was like challenging to move, even though my body is designed to move in that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so that has also translated where I tried to be so rigid and, oh, but you know, I, I did all of this yoga training, so I have to be a yoga teacher and yoga therapist forevermore. And when it just wasn't working out through 2020, you know, I could have fought it or I could have just surrendered like the stream which this is why it's bringing it like that, that analogy, that, that tale of the stream, just surrender to the sun. The sun evaporates me, moves me. And then at some point I'll rain down and continue the stream. However, that is down the road, which then also makes me think about this. Um, okay. So I've talked about this back in 2008. I had this flare up of ulcerative colitis. I thought I was going to die. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm, I was a couple of years away from turning 30. So then I'm in my return of Saturn. So all of that stuff's coming up. That's an astrology term for people that are just like, what is he talking about? The new, the no doubt album from the year 2000. No return of Saturn. (laughs) Maybe we'll do an episode of that. Blah, blah, blah. There was this um, meditation that just came out of nowhere to me one day. And I could feel like the universe was trying to move me trying to move me from where I was. And this vision just came to me in a meditation. And this was even before I had like a solid meditation practice. It just popped into my head and it was of me holding on to a riverbank and the water was rushing over me. And I, I remember in this vision, I could 
feel myself fighting that water, holding onto the bank, like this is where I've got to be. And then something in that vision just said, okay, let go. And so I, I could see my hands release. And it was like the rapids were like sending me all over the place, beating me against rocks, pushing me against the edge of the bank. But eventually, as I let it, it came to still waters and I was just like floating down this river. And there was um, my partner at the time, because I shared that, that vision with him. And he told me about this incubus song called floating down the river, I think is what it was. And it was just such a beautiful piece. And that song, it, it, it pops its head up into my awareness every now and then, and just reminds me of that sometimes you just got to change. So don't hold on to the riverbank, let it go. Yeah. Actually, as, as I hear that imagery, there's another tale that comes to mind. It's a Taoist story called going with the flow. And it's a tale of a, of a man who fell accidentally into the rapids and, and it was leading to a high and dangerous waterfall. And everyone was fearing for, for this man's life. And miraculously he came out unharmed and people said, how did you survive? And he said, I accommodated myself to the water, not the water to me. I allowed myself to be shaped by it. And plunging mm -hmm. into the swirl, I became the swirl. I came out with the swirl. This is how I survived. Wow. That is, okay. First of all, how are you like a library of all of these tales? I love that. I just want to sit around a campfire with you eating marshmallows and listening to whatever comes out of your mouth second wow yes and that's that's the exact thing right i i heard and i have i did not research this i have no like is this scientifically proven but i heard something to the effect that there's there's like some sort of statistic that a lot of um drunk people involved in car accidents have less injury than non-drunk people because they're not like bracing themselves. When we brace in an accident, that's where we hurt ourselves. But when we're just sort of limp and going with it, um, people tend to come out, you know, relatively unscathed. But I think it, it, it it's all that same idea. Like when change is coming, yeah, just sort of surrender to it and see where it'll take you yeah. because it's not the end. It might just be a new beginning. Yeah. 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 And, and we're, we're not advocating getting really drunk. No, so that no, you're we're fluid. not. Just what, what, we're, what we're saying is like that. Yes. Just let go of the resistance. And, and how do I have all these stories? I, I thrive on story. I love story because everything is story. Mm -hmm this what we're living is the hero's journey over and over again if we open ourselves up to these cycles that happen and there are there's so many parallels that there is this there is this cycle and and it's the cycle of creation and it exists in in story it exists in myth it exists in um, theories of social work so it's these cycles of creation that that things are inspired and birthed and they come to life and then they need to be sustained and and managed and then and then as as we morph and change as as what the life that we're interacting with morphs and change and and we're influenced by that and life is influenced by us there are these natural cycles where we've outgrown something or it's not a fit anymore or we have a new truth and and it's allowing ourselves to move into that without cling, as you said, clinging to that riverbank of, of I, I'm, I'm going to, I want to stay here. And we, and we do that. And I'm, I'm saying like, we do that. I've done, I've watched myself in my life where I've resisted and the resistance is because I'm either fixed on, I am this. I label myself, we put ourselves into these boxes. I am this, I am that, I am not this, I'm not that. And, and that, and we hang on and we hang on sometimes because it's familiar, that's familiar. And it's a way of operating into the world and to let go throws us into what we saw, call in that cycle of creation, that, that, um, that we, it's the fertile void. It's, it's this place of like, all possibility and that's scary because it's not defined we don't know what it is and there's this bit of free fall for a while and 
everything that was familiar is no longer. And so who are we? So, so it's frightening to let go and to change into somebody else, some, something else, somebody else. And we have to, because it's, it's part of the cycle. It's part of creatively using and responding to change. Change is there. Change is there. We can't, we can't resist. Resisting takes so much energy that could be used for creation. And this isn't judging. This isn't mm-hmm. judging because mm-hmm. we, we can cling and we do. And I have, I have at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I've learned is that when, when I have surrendered, surrender, I, I think of the, the uh, bucket list, <laughs> That movie, The Bucket List, Jack Nicholson, Morgan Freeman, and Jack Nicholson. I think they're jumping out of planes like surrender to the void. <laughs> <laughs> and so I often, when I find myself in resistance, I'm like, surrender to the void. And like, <laughs> it's just like, let spirit take over and and trust that it's that it's all going to be okay and we're and like that stream we're going to be guided to be something that we never imagined that we could be we're going to we're going to let go of being a stream and be and become that cloud let ourselves be evaporated and become purifying rains and then continue on on our journey so yeah yeah and you know what else you just made me think of you know when you say surrender to spirit even if like spirit isn't part of our vocabulary, if you just surrender to the natural intelligence, like that's science, that water, when it, when, when it encounters the sun and the sun is warm enough, that water will evaporate, turn into to, you know, vapor that then becomes cloud, that then moves. And then at some point that cloud will turn into rain. Like that is just a natural process the the butterfly going from the caterpillar into the cocoon into the butterfly that's a natural process if we allow just a natural process to move through us we'll be guided to wherever it is that we have to go and we'll be guided to the people and the places and the things that we have to do how many times and i can say this for myself where i'm not even aware of the fact that I need this or that I got to go in that direction, but something comes up that sends me into a place that then sends me into the next place that sends me to the next place. And before I know it, I'm like, Oh my God, I wanted to be here. This is, I, this, this is exactly what I was looking for that. I didn't know I was looking for. You know what I mean? It's just that it's that natural intelligence that is within all of us. And I think, you know, something that just popped into my head too is I think what like a big key and I'm, I'm just, I'm reflecting on my life, but then also making parallels with other people in my lives, my, my, my lives. <laughs> well, yeah, I've had many, but um, in my life that I see this, this parallel being open to change. If we're not open to the change and we see that change is like on the horizon and we start bracing and resisting as we go, like it's, it's going to be so hard, but if we're, if we just, you know, there's a, um, a line in a course in miracles where we say, I'm willing to see this differently. I think I've talked about that on the show before. I'm willing to see that just even saying that just puts your mind in the realm of possibility that anything can happen that this rigid space that you're in this rigid thought system that you're perpetuating can soften a little bit Mm -hmm. so that you can see what's happening in the periphery because there's information in that periphery right looping it back to what you talked about earlier yeah 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 surrender to the potential and possibility of inspiration and then yeah. it, it's greater than we could have imagined. And there are things to learn in both resisting and learning to surrender. So it's not, it's not good or bad, whichever we've chosen. It's just understanding I have the choice of where and how to direct my energy. I can direct it into resisting these natural cycles. I can direct it into surrendering and allowing and going with the change and going where my heart leads and and it's all going to be okay either way yeah it's all going to be okay either way 
what you're talking about now makes me think back to a conversation that you and I had um, privately about resistance. I remember how I talked about the seed. When you plant the seed, the seed has to work against the soil, right? It's got to push through. And, and, and that resistance ends up being the, the very thing that is nurturing the seed, yeah. right? So it's like when we just surrender to that resistance, okay, I got I to gotta move through this, but I'm getting so much nourishment from this that it'll allow me, because like, think about it, the seed is getting the nourishment from the soil that is giving the seed the energy to push through the soil. Yeah. So that resistance is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and I think back to episode six of produce no waste and everything fertilizes something else. This, this is becoming fertilizer for something else. So that resistance is the thing that helps us grow that things falling away and decaying is the thing that feeds us. And, and we grow into something even more beautiful than we, than we imagined. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And I also think of um, like how to, how to make these easier or to honor these cycles. And it's something that, you know, you very much have taught me about rituals and ceremony and just marking these changes so that we honor the energies of what's going on, the new moon and the full moon, the, the intention and inspiration, and then the cycle of completion and, and just marking those and doing it very mindfully so that we are giving ourselves to these energies and able to go into that surrender rather than that resistance. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, first of all, I just love to celebrate, but I never looked at it that way that you're saying like, first of all, not only to honor what we've accomplished, but to honor the spirit of creation, you know, that divine, that natural intelligence and then honor our ability to surrender to that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Coincidentally, I just watched um, a a spot on YouTube. It's uh, from this um, channel called After School, and we'll include a link in the in the notes because these are these are beautifully done and and very, very complex concepts uh, simplified. So they're easy to grasp. And this one uh, in particular was uh, about Dr. Bruce Lipton and the title of the the uh, segment was called four false beliefs that society is built on. So that, so this next bit of conversation is, is inspired by having watched this video. And we, if we think back, there was a time where it was thought that the earth was the center of the universe. Mm. And then somebody came along and had new information. And so we had to let go of that idea in order to allow the new truths to come in. And then there was a time where it was believed the earth was flat. And, and some people still believe that. (laughs) Well, and well, yeah. And some people still believe that. Yeah. And, and then there's, then there's other information that comes in. Mm -hmm. And then, and then even this year, um, we look at on June 24th, it's like, maybe some of us were still thinking we're alone on this planet, or we're alone in, in the universe. And June 25th, Pentagon releases a report and says, well, there's these things out there. We don't know what they are. We don't know if they're interdimensional. We don't know if they're extraterrestrial. We just know that we're not alone in this universe. So, mm. so there's continual new discoveries that start to change things that start to change our worldviews. And, and Bruce Lipton talks about this. Um, he calls it myth perceptions, myth perceptions. Not, I'm not, it's not miss perceptions, myth perceptions, Mm. as in M-Y-T-H. And he says, a myth is a belief that we thought to be true. Whether it's true or not, we own it as the truth. And as a result, we create a world based on that myth. If the myth myth is false, then the world we create is not going to be in harmony with real life. Mm -hmm. And then then asking us to look at what beliefs have have taken us out of harmony. Um, And what beliefs are we hanging on to that are that are holding us back that are creating that resistance and and i love this thought of um apocalypse the word apocalypse and conventionally that's a scary word and again this is dr bruce lipton talking i'm just i'm just reiterating and we're going to share the link because this this landed with me so deeply 
apocalypse is conventionally thought of as a scary breakdown. Traveling back to the original meaning in Greek, apocalypse actually means unveiling, uncovering of new knowledge. These are things that rock our world. And yes, it is that shakeup. It's also opportunities for these new ideas to come out into the world and step outside of the dogma or the resistance that we're hanging on to. Well, speaking of apocalypse and endings and all of that stuff, this is episode number 12. It seems like an end, but what's happening next? Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. And yeah, so like that stream, surrendering to becoming something greater than we can can imagine for ourselves. So letting ourselves be evaporated by the sun and carry across the desert and then continuing on. So it's it's not the end, even though it might seem that way. It's just the start. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this takes us. But before we even get there, Thrivers, this podcast would not even be if it wasn't for your contribution by listening, by reaching out to us, by emailing us, sharing your experience. And I'm just, I'm loving our Thriver community. I'm loving just this whole experience. Please, please, please let us know how have these episodes been supporting you? What, what have they been doing for you? Send us an email at comealivepodcast at gmail.com. And remember that we always have the Facebook group. So you can pop in at any given moment and let us know how you're doing. Share. We love, first of all, shout out to Lily for sharing pictures of her gorgeous um, rainbow meal. Did you see that? I haven't seen it yet. Oh my gosh. Okay. You got to get on the Facebook and check it out. She sent a picture in one of the comments to one of the things that we had posted about her meal. It looked so delicious. So Thrivers, we, we love receiving that. So there's the Facebook group. You can email us directly. Um, But Catherine, because this is not the end. And with every episode, we always have some homework. So let's, uh, let's talk about homework. Homework. Okay looking for change in the garden or the yard or in weather, as simple as that. Um, We keep a little board that we update the weather each day to remind us of tuning into the cycle. So maybe that's, it's as simple as looking at the weather each day and, and on honoring the change. Oh my God. First of all, can we talk about that little tracking system that you have about the the weather? Like, is it, could we do it quick now or should we save it for another time? We can do it quick. Yeah. Yeah. We just look up the weather and then we have a whiteboard and we we put the um, summary of what the weather is for the day. And then we have today's meals and we have today's activities. So it's kind of like, like a little resort, right? Oh my, okay, can you please put a picture of this on the Facebook group? Like I, I wanna do. see this, I wanna I know everything do. about it. <laughs> That's adorable. And to add to that, and something that I am a huge advocate of, there's a quote from a Nelly Furtado song where she says, I live my life by the moon. And I, that was on her Woe Nelly album 20 years ago. I was obsessed with that album. I wish it comes out on vinyl. This is me sidebarring. But since then, I've been so linked to the moon and I I really look at moon cycles. I mentioned earlier that we're recording this on a new moon and so my energy levels tend to be a little bit lower. Um, So what I'm inviting everyone to do is when you're listening to this, take a look to see the moon cycle, where we are in the moon cycle and, and honor that in some way, whether that's writing your intention down at the new moon or if it's you know, throwing something away or recycling or, or giving something away at the full moon that you're no longer using. Um, that could be a fun little homework thing that we do there. That sounds amazing. And we are going to do a check-in because we'll do a bonus wrap-up episode and we'll Yay. check in on our homework. Yay. I love that. So we will see you or we'll hear you. You'll hear us again in two weeks for another episode of Come Alive, the Living Spiritfully Guide to Thriving. It's not the end. It's just another beginning. And remember, we are meant to thrive. How will you come alive?
Come Alive, The Living Spiritfully Guide to Thriving is a regenerative living production in association with Polarin Studios and The Elementals. Executive producer, Catherine Stilo. Co-producer and sound engineer, Paul Galoro. Inspired by and dedicated to Mother Earth, our bio-intelligence and the spirit that moves through all things. A big thank you and much love to you, our community, for subscribing to and sharing this podcast.